At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin the Lombardi line here on a Tuesday presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We are here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. And Wes, we have another fine show on the docket today. Of course, on a Tuesday, we like to bring in these so-called King of New York. He is Will Hill. I'm going to join him in the uh, this first hour. And then another one of our reprisals from the Green Zone on Sundays. 
And I, I like I was just driving by and I see the stadium on the way into the office today. And I just get fired up that we're going to have pro football back in five months. But of course, the NFL draft is coming up here in about a week plus. So we're going to have Tank Williams join us and get all his thoughts as we try to go through the smokescreen that is the NFL draft. You know, we were just talking about it with Gil a little bit and Jeff Parles as they were walking out of the studio, just trying to kind of roadmap where we think certain teams are going to go, what might happen. Does Jacksonville stay at one? There's so many questions about where teams are going to go. And I think it's really hard to navigate right now what's going to happen in just over a week's time right here in Las Vegas. Yeah, no question about it. Obviously, draft bets are information-based and not necessarily what you would call Mm numbers-based. So, you know, you got to try to get in at a good price before the book moves it. But you also have to be careful with the information that is put out there. Not all information is accurate and factual and true information. So you have everybody lying, basically, Dave. You have... (laughs) Player personnel directors, general managers lying, agents lying, player representation lying. So they're all putting stuff out there because they want to do the job for their client. They want to position it right. And teams obviously don't want to necessarily put their game plan out there. It's like, yeah, we're drafting this guy because there isn't anything really obvious in this draft. There's not like a clear cut. Okay. Yeah. That guy's the number one pick. Like we usually get there's possibility Jacksonville goes with maybe two or three different defensive ends there, or perhaps do they go with offensive tackle and kind of re-strengthen something with Cam Robinson signing? So it it really all depends. I mean, there's just no real clear-cut number one pick. There's teams that I think are willing to trade down if they get their offers. If we're going to see if you get closer to draft day and even on draft day in the first round, our team's going to get desperate to trade up for quarterbacks. So basically it's like, Nobody knows anything. We only know what, what's reported so far, and you're just racing to bet the number. A couple of quick stories. Of course, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch last year when they made their big move up uh, to get Trey Lance, they might have surprised some. I covered his dad in D.C., Mike. And I'll never forget Mike Shanahan told me and the other assembled media when it came to the draft. He said, I'm not going to tell you all the truth. I'm, like, I- I'm telling you that I'm going to lie to you. And we kind of went, Okay. Like, that, that's, that's the game. And, and it really is about playing poker right now with all these coaches and GMs. And I actually got along co- quite well with, with Coach Shanahan. But I, I understood the candor in lying. I'm, I'm being honest in my lying. And that's exactly what this is right now. So, again, before you go out there and, and lay down those wagers on where we think guys are going to go, who's going to get drafted here, remember that this is the time where GMs and coaches are going to not tell the truth period just the way it is Uh, let's get to the NBA and uh, I think a lot of people thought that the Raptors Sixers series would be interesting right through two games it has not been interesting it has been chalk it has been very Joel Embiid heavy it's been Philadelphia and it hasn't been close here in the first two games as they easily cover the number Uh, the under does cash as well as Philadelphia gets this win 112 to 97 last night now they're going to go north of the border and back to the sixth to see if this series uh, if there's going to be any life Toronto obviously has to win game three. We'll find out about that. And the Mavericks uh, got a big win over the Jazz. We'll get to that game in a second. But what has surprised you, if anything, so far now? And you see the series price now. I mean, minus 1,600. But again, they always say a series doesn't start until you win on the road. Mm -hmm. Well, Philadelphia doesn't have to win on the road. They could win four at home, and they get through this thing. But it just feels like right now, are the Raptors finally coming back to who maybe we thought they would be, which is a good team, but not on Philadelphia. Well, level. when you look at Philadelphia and, and it's even been different in the playoffs because Danny green has been getting the starters minutes and not Matisse Thibault, because I think doc knew, you know, okay, we're not going to be with Thibault in game three and game four. So I don't want to necessarily play him 30 minutes, like starters minutes. And cause I think he averaged about 25 minutes in April. He's averaging about a little less than 15 here for the two playoff games. So He, I think, wanted to get his 76ers bunch, you know, accustomed to not playing with Dybul in terms of heavy minutes, and they they really haven't needed him. Uh, Last night, I, I ended up being on the under. It did go under. Very comparable pace to what we saw Saturday. Like, Saturday's pace was actually only 90.4, which was a very slow-tempo game when you compare kind of with some of the other series. Mm -hmm. But I think what happened and the difference in that game was that Philadelphia hit shots. 131 to 111. Uh, 
I'm looking at the numbers here. 16 threes for Philly, 12 for Toronto. This was Saturday's game and a very low turnover game. So you had a slow pace, but you had 131 on 90 possessions. And that's kind of what you've seen a little bit with the effect of James Harden. Not necessarily what he is producing per se, but how he is helping Tyrese Maxey and how he is helping Tobias Harris. I think uh, since Harden joined the Sixers after that trade, those guys are both above 40% from the three-point line. So that makes an absolute difference. Uh, Going to last night, flipping it forward, 112 to 97, game does go under the total. Philadelphia did the same thing that they did in the first game, get to the line about 30 30 times plus, and nobody's going to get to the line more than Harden and Embiid really here. So that's what always kind of scares you a little bit about betting the under, even though I did so last night. What happened was the scoring dropped 33 points because you had three fewer made uh, three-pointers. But you also had a lot more turnovers. You had 12 more turnovers and you had 12 fewer foul shots. So whenever you look and you're evaluating total, that is something you have to do. And I looked at Saturday. I was like, okay, slow pace here. It's probably going to stay the same. I don't see a lot of variance in that pace. They just shot the ball really well. So it's going to be a little bit of regression. And it certainly was. And that obviously helps your cost for an under win. Philadelphia, you know, gets out to a big lead. What were I forget what the maximum lead was in that game, but it oh was boy. at least twenty something. So they got out to a big lead. Toronto never really challenged. So now we go to game three. What will be an interesting angle, and certainly an angle I like to play, and really everybody else likes to play. That team that's down two zero going home to play them in the first half. It's been a profitable angle. If you go back, I believe the last five years, it's 32, 10 and one mm-hmm. 76%. Now, because you all know that, and we all know that they all know that That's so be they're going to make you pay a tax. And I'm already looking at game three right now. I believe uh, Philadelphia lane one and a half, pretty much market wide. And that includes obviously the fact that Thibault is going to miss the next two games. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. You saw Joel Embiid go over to Nick nurse and say, stop, you know, complaining about calls and all the fouls, as you mentioned, all those fouls. Well, it's easy to say when you're parading to the free throw line like Philadelphia was, and I'm sure Nick Nurse was like, hey, what about us? Because we're getting almost tripled up here in the in the volume here of going to the free throw line. But, again, that was a big difference in the game last night. But uh, easy cash last night if you had Philadelphia. I don't think that was ever a sweat. It was a sweat if you had Dallas last night in the Western Conference because first half, Utah covers that number, and you think, uh-oh, Maybe no Luka Doncic. Maybe they just don't have enough. And then Jalen Brunson. My goodness, what a ball game he had for Dallas last night. They come back. Felt like they hit every three, every key three, uh, certainly down the stretch. And they come back and get the win over Utah last night. Now, uh, they get the win in the, the over caches as well in this one here as they get the 110-104 win as it goes over that pregame total of 206.5. Is this a, an indictment on Utah? Or is this, all right, even without Luka Doncic, Maybe the Mavs have a little bit more in store than people might have thought. It's an indictment of Utah's defense for sure, because you look at the Saturday game, 99-93, Jazz get the win and the cover. Very slow pace, and also a very slow pace, even a slower pace last night in terms of a less amount of possessions by a couple overall. But really what you saw, the big difference, and this is what led me to the over, because I think game one, this was including when they thought Luka was going to play. Right. 219 was the total. Now, obviously, Luca being out, that's going to drop, and I think it eventually dropped to like uh, 208 and a half, 209. But then this dropped as low as 205 yesterday, and I was like, okay, 14 points after basically a one-game result with a player that we know is going to be out again. That was a little bit too much. Now, in order to get that over, you needed Dallas to make a bunch of threes, and they certainly did. 22 of 47 last night to Utah's 11 of 29. And I talk about the indictment of Utah, especially on defense. Donovan Mitchell was not very good. And you can see that Rudy Gobert can only do so much for this Jazz defense. The Jazz do not really have a lot of great wing defenders. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Royce O'Neal is probably the best that they have, and I think that they could certainly do better in that possession. How many open threes did Maxi Kleber especially have? And that's what what they were going to need. And I talked about that with Patrick Maher yesterday on this program. He was going to need to hit some open threes and kind of spread these guys out, and they certainly did. Utah wins the two-point shooting, the foul shooting, and the rebounds, 50-31. to Dallas has very little size anyway, 
and Luca, you know, taking him away. He's a solid rebounder for a guard wingman, but you take that away. Plus 19 in the rebounds and you lose, but you lose because 22 threes to 11 threes, that is 33 points. That's a lot of difference to make up. You know, still over $2 here if you want to back Dallas now that this series is even. I mean, it's double dog daring you now to think that Dallas is really back in the series at one game apiece. Again, still kind of hinges on Luca and what might happen with him. But right. you know, if you're Dallas, do you just keep playing on and give him more and more time if you, if you can hang tight and and hopefully try to well, figure out a way to get through? Y- you got to play him if he's available, right. obviously. But so. if he's like day to day and it's like, right. man, can we steal one more? Yeah. Do we keep trying yeah, to find I mean, more time? It's, it's going to be, you know, touch and go, I think, for Jason Kidd in terms of the decision of what he's going to make. But obviously, if he says he can go and then the doctor go. says he can go, then you got to go. I mean, there's no tomorrow. You can't do a load management game in the playoffs. And nevertheless, Dallas goes back to Salt Lake City all tied at one. When we come back and I dip uh, back into the Western Conference, I think my nuggets are dead. We'll discuss when you come back with us right here on the Lombardi Lana Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Dave Ross back alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Lombardi line right here on Beeson. And let's go back out to the Western Conference playoffs because you're watching, if you were, as a Denver Nugget backer like I was a couple months ago, assuming they're going to get healthy in the postseason and be a real threat. They didn't get healthy. They didn't get Murray back. They didn't get uh, Michael Porter Jr. back, at least not yet. And so far, they've been relatively non-competitive in their first two games against the Golden State Warriors. Last night, the tickets at cashed were Golden State, of course, laying that number of seven. And the over does hit uh, as it goes over that total at 126-106, the final there. Another easy win for Golden State. So my question, I guess, Wes Reynolds, to you, sir, would be, is this series over? It's pretty darn close. <laughs> now, this is this is another one of those angles that I did just talk about in terms of uh, playing a team down 2-0 Get in your the best first effort. half because they're uh, they're usually very desperate. So, uh, looking at that number for Thursday night, I believe Golden State laying one and a half for the full game. So, probably laying a half a point one, depending on your store for the uh, for the first half. And actually, in a lot of areas, now that I flip this over, I need to correct myself. Denver actually the favorite in the first half because I mentioned how strong that angle was Whoa. being 39 and 10 over the, or over the last five years, like 75%. That's what you're seeing. Like look at Philadelphia and Toronto tomorrow, Philadelphia, small road favorite one and a half Toronto minus a half and about minus one here at the South point for the first half. And then the same thing with the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets minus a half for the first half because I think everybody is kind of hip to that angle. So that's something to be said where it's like, okay, if you're already paying the tax, either leave it alone or maybe take money line because they're going to make you pay the tax to play that angle, which has been so good. And not just because it's been so good, but it's so logical. It makes so much sense where it's like, okay, we're down 2-0. We're Best desperate. Effort. We got to come out for the first 24 minutes of that first half and play hard. So that's why you see favorites differently. The team that's down 2-0, the favorite in the first half, but the underdog in the game. You know what's surprising about that? Because, again, as you mentioned, historically it's been profitable. The problem will be if you watched Denver in the first quarter last night, they came out and kind of did that effort in game two. And they were doing it throughout the majority of the second quarter. And then, bam, here comes one of those Golden State patented runs. And then they're down, I believe, seven at the half. And then really not competitive in the second half. So it's it's almost like if you've watched the, these first two games, betters are going to go, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to 
I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a half point in Denver mm-hmm. in this first half against Golden State. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly yeah. kind of the the mind screw, if you will, of watching the games and then seeing where the line move goes and going, how in the world does that correlate to what's actually happening on the court? But I understand the, the idea. And again, the home crowd, and we've seen it so far. Home crowds have actually meant something. Mm-hmm. Right? Look what Miami did in game one. We'll get to that game against Atlanta here in game two, in game one. Right, look what Philadelphia's done in the first two games of their series so far against Toronto, non-competitive. Same thing with Golden State and their fans uh, against Denver. So I guess that's the other factor is that you go home, you feel better, you're in your arena, and all of a sudden, to your point, you got to give that best foot forward. But I just wonder, maybe they can do it for a half, but could they do it for four quarters? And certainly, I don't see them doing this for four right. games. Right, I don't, I don't either. And look, uh, if you go back to last night's game, basically the difference for a 20-point Warrior win, 18-9 turnover edge for the Warriors, 18 turnovers by the Denver Nuggets, and then just the pure shooting. Sometimes a box score will tell you the story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll lie to you, but sometimes it'll be honest with you, and it's honest with you last night, 42.5% for the Nuggets, a little less than 55% for the Warriors. Jokic 26 and 11, but had to do it on 20 shots. I mean, you could tell they're really making Jokic work because they don't feel anybody else can beat them, especially these guards. And we know Denver's not been at full strength without Murray, without MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. And it's absolutely showing. And then we saw Will Barton and DeMarcus Cousins getting a little argument, uh, going to the bench, uh, obviously very frustrated. So, uh, you know. I will look to perhaps buy on weakness with the Denver Nuggets in the first half. I don't know if they can stay, you know, for 48 minutes, but I do think you at least get the best effort because maybe there's a time where a team goes up 2-0 and they get a little bit complacent where they feel like they can flip the switch. Warriors were struggling at the end of the season, but they have clearly flipped the switch. And look, you got... Steph Curry coming off the bench, played only 23 minutes, 34 points, by the way, in 23 minutes because uh, they've been starting Poole and Clay Thompson. So Steph Curry not quite getting Wally Pip yet out there in Golden State. <laughs> no, and I saw some people on Twitter last night saying, you want Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray to come back for this? Yeah. If you're healthy, mm-hmm. if you can play, help them out. They mm-hmm. need you. Jokic needs you. You can see it there, right? They are just collapsing on him. They're going to make it very tough for him. Like the point about Doncic, if if you can maybe get away with him healing, because now you're one one, you're down o two. There is no tomorrow. Yeah. To quote uh, Rocky three. Yeah. Right? You 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 need the help. So if you're Denver and those guys can play, if I'm a teammate. I'm going to look at you a little sideways if you sit it out now because we're down 0-2. That makes no sense to me. So, again, I think it's kind of different scenarios here. If you're Dallas and Doncic is kind of iffy on game three, then maybe you see if you can get through one more. If you can go and you're clear by the docs, go. Mm-hmm. Same thing, I think, for Murray and Michael Porter Jr. And I'm not a doctor. We're not doctors. We don't play them here at Vison. But if they're cleared and they can play, you play. Like, this is the time they yeah, need you the it's most. It's madness you don't think about for next year. No. I mean, you think about this year because you're in the playoffs. You are one of 16 teams left playing that have a chance to win an NBA championship. Half the league is done. Right. So you've got to be able, I, I think, to go out and play if you can. I, I, I just, I don't buy into this, okay, well, we now don't want to bring back 2-0. It's impossible. No. That's I think crazy. You, I think you absolutely go out there and play if you're available, but they may not be available. So nevertheless, the Denver Nuggets uh, obviously need a big effort on Thursday night, you know, especially early on. I think it would come early on on Thursday night. Now, can they maintain it for the full game? Doesn't really look like it. Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. I'd like to see the Nuggets fight a little bit. I wonder if there's going to be a fight put up tonight by the ATL down there in South Beach taking on the Miami Heat. Game one was non-competitive. Now, again, it does feel like Atlanta and we'll see if they're getting a little bit healthier here, too. Now, all of a sudden, is it just Trey Young? Like, if you stop Trey Young, you stop the ATL. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels that's what Golden State did a little bit, at least last night, to, to Jokic, right? So, again, at, we know that he can play defense. And this was what always would hurt me and, and worry me in a handicapping scenario if the only thing that I really have is I'm a one trick. Now, it's a great trick when you have Trey Young. That's a really good trick. If they stop him like they did in game one, 
it can get ugly. What do you make of game two, a better effort coming from the ATL? Uh, I think there could be. I think what you saw on Sunday is just that they might have been a little bit out of gas because if you look at this play-in tournament, all the teams that won that first game, that 7-8, and that would be the two teams, Minnesota and Brooklyn, covered the first game. Mm. But the teams that had to play that 9-10 game or that 8-9 or 7-8 loser versus 9-10 winner that had to play that second play-in game, and that would be the Pelicans and the Atlanta Hawks. Pelicans were at least kind of right in there. Hawks were never in there. Both of those teams failed to cover. And you saw Atlanta, I think, was a little bit out of gas early yeah. on. In the first quarter, I think .65 points per possession and they just looked bad getting into their offense. And, you know, Atlanta didn't capitalize on the open threes that Miami's going to give you. So you would expect them to be a little bit better tonight because uh, Atlanta's perimeter defense, not very good. Miami no. <clears throat> really took advantage of that. 18 to 38 behind the arc. Duncan Robinson, I believe, hit <laughs> eight of those threes. So, look, uh, you know. Both of these teams are going to give you looks, I think, from the outside. Uh, small lean to Atlanta at seven and a half. I tend to think that that's probably the right number, but where I may be looking here is actually the over, and we've already seen a move on it up to 219, 219 and a half at BetMGM. You know, it's interesting, too, when you look at the ATL, because I feel like as a one seed, right, in this conference, they got disrespected. And I think people thought, all right, if there's going to be an upset potentially, right, it's it's going to be Atlanta. Atlanta might be able to hang with them. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it and you go, if they get through and Miami gets through this, they're still going to go what? Brooklyn, Boston winner. They'll right. like more than they will the uh, Miami. Philadelphia now. They're going to be back in vogue. Is Miami still disregarded a little bit, to your estimation, as a one seed here in these I, I think perhaps. Uh, I, I don't know if it's as pronounced a disrespect as we thought. But, right. look, uh, this is obviously a very good team. This is a coach that has won a couple NBA championships. So they're fully capable. I just think that we've heard so much in the national media about Brooklyn. My and of goodness. course, Milwaukee, who we don't always hear the about. Defending the reigning. defending champions. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think the disrespect now is kind of out the window. Uh, as long as they Spo and, you know, they, they don't start fighting during timeouts, I think they're going to be okay. When we come back, some trends in Major League Baseball that maybe you want to shy away from. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here on Beast and Beast. We continue the Lombardi line. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We're here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. And Wes, early on in the Major League Baseball season, and you're very good at this, you always say the trends can be your friends but you might not necessarily want to always follow those trends. So there's some early ones here that I want to point out and see if you think maybe you kind of follow it or remember, we're going to give you the numbers and the trends, but kind of enter at your own risk. One of those would be playing unders first five unders whenever the Dodgers are in town or in LA, because we know this offense can be very explosive. How about this? So far, the Dodgers, regardless of the pitching matchup, okay, this lineup, we know they can match. They've scored six-plus runs in any given inning, and they've already done it three times, three times already this season. So you could have a first first five, you know, total of five. Right. And the Dodgers can get to six-and-a-half inning all by their lonesome. Would you fear that the Dodger lineup is just too good that I don't care if you got an ace going at them, buyer beware? thing about the baseball season is every trend gets accounted for. Eventually, the market catches up with something. So, yeah, I'm not looking to bet a lot of first fives. That doesn't mean I would never do it with the Dodgers in in this scenario, depending on obviously who they're playing. Of course, uh, Freddie Freeman went yabo against his former team last night. First at bat, of course, against the Atlanta Braves. It's like you just almost knew that that was going to happen, and it (laughs) certainly did. But yeah, the Dodgers are a team that can rotate now if they have the DH. I mean, they have about five or six guys that they can rotate at the DH. They're so loaded with that hefty payroll out there at Chavez Ravine. So I'm not looking to necessarily bet under first five with these guys, but that doesn't mean I'll never do it because right. the market eventually catches up. Uh, it's just like it's it's kind of like a hold your breath team, though. If you, if you bet the under first five, you're like, my goodness. Just keep the leadoff guy going out because if you get the first guy out, feel safer about it. But, boy, they start turning that lineup over. And you mentioned it now. Without, uh, you know, with the DH now in the National League, 
there's just no easy outs. Right. You, you can't can't count on that. And by the way, just very quickly, and look, I get it. Change, it's here. There's nothing I can do about it. But, you know, you're trying to speed up the game in Major League Baseball. So what do we do in the National League? Let's go ahead and not let pitchers hit. It's kind of antithetical to what you're trying to accomplish because you're going to make the games longer with more offense. So let's just see how that plays out over a full year. But, again, I never understood the idea of we're trying to make this game more fan-friendly and speed it up. Let's go ahead and add more offense, which just adds uh, more length to the game. Uh, When you look at some of these straight-up trends that we've seen so far and you look at the away teams here uh, by percentages here, and again, 70 and 80 straight up, so under 50%, almost to a 47% clip. Home teams obviously doing conversely a little bit better at 53%. The faves right now have been, chalk's been kind of paying off here a little bit, almost 58% clip. The dogs conversely about 42%. Away faves, pretty good. So if you're a favorite on the road, uh, that that's a good sign there. Any of these early trends that you look to and say they might continue for a bit longer? You know, not really. You usually see in baseball, and I was talking about this yesterday with Patrick, certain teams will play to their season expectations. Like people thought the Mets were going to be good, and they've started out very well. Uh, people thought that the Blue Jays would be very good, and they've started out pretty solid. Hmm. And then there are always some teams that maybe – aren't expected to be good, but it played a little bit ahead of capability, like the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's, they sold off everybody. So it's like, okay, this team's going to be really bad. Well, they're they're six and five, you know, good start for this team. How do Colorado. they do it? How do they, they – it's smoke and mirrors every year. And let's see how long it lasts. But you're right. 11 games in, they're over 500. That's one of the biggest surprises to me in Major League Baseball. Yeah. And they're all – well, there are always other surprises here in April. Colorado Rockies, I yes. think another example at seven and three. Cubs have been a little bit better than anticipated. And then there are teams that you think are going to be bad that end up being bad. The Cincinnati Reds are terrible. Mm-hmm. And we thought that they were going to be. The Baltimore Orioles are terrible. So – you know, a lot of this is just variance. I don't think you should pay too much attention to it. I will say this so far, it's been very profitable to be playing unders. Okay, so, I mean, to a pretty alarming clip early. Now, I think you and I have discussed this before on many of our shows across the network here, and we understand in April, certainly in the East Coast, it's cold. Mm-hmm. And hitters don't like to dig in, and they don't like taking, you know, shots off the hands here and a bottom of the barrel, and they're feeling it in April in these cooler temperatures here. Do you expect with the temps as we get into May and it starts to, to warm up across the country that the, yeah. the overs are going to start cashing a little yeah, bit more? Yeah, ball kind of in late May, early June when you start getting normal summer temperatures. I think that's absolutely going to fly out. I mean, look, there's a lot of snow back home in the Midwest right now. Like so that. that's why you're seeing, I think – all of these unders and, and because we have a conventional baseball season because we don't have a shortened COVID season or we don't have, you know, different type of the, these little gimmicky rules that we've had in the past. <laughs> so it's a more conventional baseball season that started basically on time. So more often than not, April, early May, you're going to get a lot of unders because you're going to get cold temperatures. Uh, right now, out of the, all, all the games included right now, the unders are playing to almost a 59% clip. So it has been profitable if you've just been blanket unders, right, so far. Uh, Non-extra inning games, it's even a tick higher, 58.65%, 58.60% in all games. And if they've gone extras, uh, the the unders still, if you can believe this, even in extra innings, still at a 57% clip against small sample size there. So I think, to your point, the variance, it's early. It's April. This is going to change. It's going to level out, I believe, at some point. But right now, and we saw that one big bet alert, right, where I believe somebody hit like a 10-way parlay, mm-hmm. basically playing all unders. Yeah. When it was called, and it hit, which is, which is crazy. But at some point, the books are going to take that into account as well. If, if they see that the majority of the public is bet, betting unders almost to a, well, again, a cashing to almost a 59% clip. Yeah, no question about it. So, you know, that's why you see when you look at the openers on the line screen in the morning, it seems like all of these games get moved to the unders because a lot of times it might be just your overnight, maybe some of your sharper betters just trying to get a price. Like I'm looking first game I see on the rotation, St. Louis, Miami, eight goes to seven and a half. And you're basically seeing like a half run shaded in most of these games on the openers. We had a couple, obviously in the East coast, a lot of uh, still snow in the Midwest, a lot of rain and cold temperatures. So they had a lot of cancellations. So 
There are a couple games on the docket today I want to bring to your attention, see if you have any early thoughts on. How about Arizona? Mad Bum's going to go uh, take the bump today for the D-backs taking on Josiah Gray of the Washington Nationals here. The Nationals have been an interesting team to open up their season here. Again, not going to be super warm in D.C. Uh, what do you make of Mad Bum now at this stage of his career with the Nats almost a dollar forty favorite, a little bit above. Right. That feels like a lack of respect for the old Madison. Bumble. Yeah, it it does, and and I think a lot of it too is because the Diamondbacks have been dreadful at the plate. Mm -hmm. uh, one fifty two as a team, batting average balls in play is just one ninety six. So that's why I think you're seeing Josiah Gray get bet even though he kind of does struggle against uh, left left-handed hitters uh, his whip is like 1.5 walks and hits per innings pitch against left-handed hitters but the D-backs is just not hitting too well cool. they're not but Arizona's going to load that lineup with left-handed hitters so uh Righties also, I think, can hit Madison Baumgartner a little bit this late in his career. So I'd be looking over here even in this early game. Ooh. Okay, one other game very quickly. And talk about Double Dog daring you to take the over. That would be with my Metropolitans taking on the Gigantes today. Alex Cobb is going to tow the slab here for San Francisco. And Tyler McGill has been a revelation for those outside of New York here. He's been dominant so far in the early part of this season. So I see that total at six and a half. And the Mets right now a small favorite at $1.25. Any leans either way here? Uh, just looking at this, uh, not really, not really very much here. It is a double dip whip. Webb and Scherzer for the uh, second game. So, mm -hmm. uh, Small lean to the under, but nothing really for me. And you see here again, it's been yes. bet up because it opened up at six and a half and it's bet up to seven right now in this pregame total. So that number has gone up just a little bit here. Uh, but the Metropolitans, you see the money's come in on the Giants. So right now opened up at $1.25. It's down to $1.20. And as Wes mentioned, this is a double dip today for the uh, for San Francisco and the Mets. Mets have been a really strong play so far early in this year in the first five. So that's how good the starting pitching has been for the Metropolitan so far this year. So maybe if you if you want to back McGill here, who's been really dynamic to start off the season for the Metropolitans, you might want to think about a first five, but it does seem to lend you to an under first five with as well as McGill has pitched and Alex Cobb certainly has pitched really well so far in the early part of the season. Still kind of cold in New York City today. Might be a solid underplay here in the first five. West did kind of like the over in the Arizona-Washington game today. That'll be interesting because Arizona really has not scored a whole lot of runs here. But, again, it feels like a, a lack of respect there for Madison Bumgarner. But the boys in D.C. right now taking a little bit of that money as it's come in so far today uh, in the early action in Major League Baseball. Okay, when we come back, we're going to have the, I like to call him, the king of New York, Will Hill, our recent contributor, going to break down his thoughts in the NBA and preview the action that he sees on the hardwood tonight. And also, whenever you have Will on, we got to get the pulse of the Metropolitans and the Yankees. It is always baseball season in New York City. So come on back. Much more to get to right here on the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 money on wager in any NBA, NBA playoff game. And either team simply hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you place your very first wager to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issues now which all free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross back here. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. It is always a pleasure to be joined by Will Hill, our VEASAN contributor. I like to call him the king of New York because he does an amazing job weekly with this New York City cast. And let's just start right there, Will. When people check out the New York City cast, what are they getting? And how often do you get to pump these out here uh, during the week here on VEASAN? Yeah, we're doing four a week. We're covering all things New York sports, giving out uh, you know some, some betting advice in terms of the New York teams. We, we, we touched on all the teams, went over the NBA playoffs, uh, had Iron Eagle on Friday. And if you haven't listened, you got to go back. Some of the stories of him drinking with Bill Raftery and trying to keep up with Bill Raftery are so good. So he had me absolutely laughing out loud. It, it, it's really worth uh, checking out. And he did a great job, obviously, breaking down the Net Celtics series. So uh, VEASAN.com slash podcast. Check it out. Well, I'll tell you this. I know some of those stories firsthand. And um, Raftery likes to get after it. And I, that, that's appointment listening right there from Ian Eagle because he is a fun man to uh, go to an establishment with and have a cold beverage. Let's start right there in New York, and let's talk about Brooklyn and what happened in game one as we get ready uh, for game two against Boston because, boy, game one lived up to everything and then some, right? I mean, this was the most hype series that we thought we'd see here in the first round, and if game one's any indication, I can't wait to see what happens in game two. It is now flipped, and I mean, early on, uh, Brooklyn was a favorite, then Boston got bet up to be the favorite here. Now Boston about minus 225 on the series price. Would you be willing, Will, after what you saw in game one, to dip your toe back in on Brooklyn now and thinking, yeah, they're down 1-0, but clearly they're right there with the Celtics? Yeah, I, I would. My uh, better option here, I think, is just to take the points here with the Nets. I did bet Brooklyn plus 3.5, and, and I did bet on Nets in 7 plus 550 just because I think it's going 7. I think the game we saw Sunday is indicative of the series we're going to see. Back and forth, twists and turns, nobody pulling away from anybody. And I think we're headed for seven. And if you're sitting there, you know, with a plus 550 ticket, you can certainly figure out a way to make some money off of that uh, once it gets to seven. So uh, I do think it's going to seven. I think it's a coin flip series. Really tough one for the Nets to let get away. I mean, obviously some encouraging things. Durant didn't play well and you had a chance to win this game. But look, when, when you're on the road uh, and you got a chance to steal one, it's tough to let one get away. That being said, I mean, how much fun was that? In this day and age <laughs> where all these players and these teams, they all get along. Kyrie Irving hates Boston. Boston hates Kyrie. They're booing middle fingers. We need a little bit of that in sports. We don't have a lot of that. All these players hugging. It, it, it's good to have some bad blood. You know, they played last year, the whole, uh, you know, trade eight or nine years ago with uh, Garnett and Pierce. There's some rivalry aspect here. It's Boston, New York. I think it's good for sports. I like it. I'm right there with you, Will. And I saw all the consternation on social media. It's social media. That's that's what you get on there. But, like, to me, 
hey, Kyrie said it. You, know, like, you want to talk like that? I'm going to talk like that back. I, I might show you some, some fingers, and if that makes you upset, then so be it. Uh, what's the vibe like there in New York City about Kyrie Irving specifically now? Because nobody doubts the basketball, right? I don't think anybody doubts that ability, but I think they worry a little bit about the mentals here because he had said, Will, going into the series – Bygones be bygones. Let's remember yeah. the good times. That didn't last very long. Are we worried if you're a Brooklyn backer that Kyrie's head might not be in the right space? You know, I would based on the reaction and the back and forth. You would think it's a distraction, but boy, the way he played, I mean, he basically hit every shot in sight and some tough shots. I mean, that step back three when it was a tie game to put him up by three was just incredible. Uh, so, I mean, you could say it's a distraction, but certainly, you know, some of these guys, it goes a different way where it gets them fired up. I mean, remember Jordan with the last dance. Where, oh yeah. You know, they use this stuff to motivate you. Uh, it certainly hasn't affected his play. Now he wasn't great on defense. I thought he did a bad job on that last defensive sequence and uh, credit smart for the pump fake, the pass and, and Tatum with the spin move to lay it in just a wild finish. But you know, Kyrie kind of got lost on defense there. He's not great on that side of the ball, but man, he had some incredible shots the other day. Hey, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, you, your advice, I, I think it's a it's pretty good one. Maybe take the three and a half with Brooklyn in game two. Cause now you, you do feel like though, if it goes South and they get the, the doors blown off of them in game two, then we're kind of back to where we thought kind of pre pre series that, uh Oh, maybe they're in trouble and the seas have their number, but it's just a wild roller coaster with the seas with the huge third quarter and the big comeback by the nets in the fourth quarter to take the Lead, but they couldn't hold it. So again, you see here uh, for for game two, three and a half right now for that game on Wednesday with the C's money line minus a dollar sixty-five. Let's get to, to game two tonight in the Eastern Conference, and that's Atlanta uh, going back down to Miami to take on the Heat in South Beach. You know, I get it. It's tough. You come out of the play-in scenario, right? And, and it's emotional just to get there. And we, we saw Minnesota kind of people clowning them a little bit. They looked pretty good in game one uh, when they came out. Atlanta did not. What do you expect in game two? And right now, Miami, you got to lay $8 if you like them to go ahead and win this series. What do you make of Atlanta's effort tonight? Do you think there's a much better one that we see from the ATL against Miami this evening? Yeah, I do. And I think, you know, as great as Brooklyn, uh, Boston is, we need it to be great because some of these other series, it looks like are going to be over pretty quickly. I think mm -hmm. we're looking at some four or five gamers and this is probably one of them. Now, game one is not always a good indication. Sometimes we have a tendency to react, overreact to game one. I do think this is probably like a five gamer. I would expect Miami to win tonight. I would expect, like you said, I, I would think you get a better effort out of Atlanta. That was a rough performance. Uh, Trey Young just got trapped everywhere he went and he just really had no, no answers for the questions. Miami was throwing at him. I, I would expect Miami to win. If you want to throw Miami into some of your money line parlays, I, I would expect Miami to win. I'm not crazy about laying the points, but boy, that was a dominant effort the other day. They are really good defensively and, you know, kind of being overlooked for a one seed. I think I'm guilty of it too. You know, they're a one seed that not a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, the Sixers with Harden and Embiid got a lot of attention. Obviously, the Nets, you know, the Celtics have played great. Milwaukee's defending champs. Miami kind of flying under the radar here. So uh, I, I think we're looking at probably a quicker series. Miami filling in the next round would be great. Uh, I think we're setting up for, you know, a really strong round two here. If you get either, you know, Brooklyn or Boston versus Milwaukee and then Miami Philly round two, boy, that's a hell of a second round. Yeah. If we get chalk to get through to the next series in the Eastern conference, it's going to be heavyweights right there. Of course, talking with Will Hill, follow him on Twitter as I do at not the will Hill uh, very quickly from what you saw last night in a couple of these series. And I want to get your thoughts when you look at the series prices going forward. I, look, I had some future plays on the Nuggets. I was expecting them to get help and the Calvary to arrive. They haven't. And it looks like they're dead in the water now with Golden State. Do you get that same feel? And West pointed out here, you have to lay a half point if you want to play Denver in the first half in game three against Golden State. And you see the series prices now. I'm a little surprised that Denver is not even bigger. What do you make of that series? Is there life in Denver? Or do you feel like this one's kind of on the way to being over quickly? I think it's a big issue for Denver. I'm actually tempted to delay that minus 500 with Golden State. I just think Denver's got a lot of issues. Uh, they're not good defensively. They're slow. I mean, Golden State's starting to look like the Golden State the first half of the year. Uh, Poole's an incredible player. Now you get Curry, Draymond, who's healthy. Uh, Clay's back. And Denver's got a couple issues. Uh, they foul a lot, and they, they turn the ball over a lot. Ugh. So that means extra possessions. That's just a bad math game. Uh, for Denver. Now, look, we've seen these series where uh, it, it looks one way in the first two games team goes home for game three. They're fired up. They got the crowd. They're desperate. You know, they come out strong in game three. So maybe Denver gets a game here. 
Uh, I'd be shocked if they got more than like two. I would think this is Warriors and probably five or six. Wouldn't rule out a sweep. To me, this this Nuggets team is probably drawing dead here. I think the Warriors win this series. And I think we're headed up, uh, you know, not to get too far ahead, but I think we're headed for a Warriors Suns Western Conference Finals, which would be just a hell of a series. You know, it's interesting, too. And if you don't mind sticking around, I like to talk about some of the other series, uh, certainly in the Western Conference on the other side of a short break. But, Will, it does feel like, though, there's two heavyweights in the Western Conference, and I think you just alluded to them, yeah. Golden State and Phoenix. But it feels like there's four potentially in the East, right? It doesn't look doesn't matter. You can only have one coming out of each conference, but are the true power brokers, at least the depth are the better teams to you in the, the those four in the East versus the two elite teams in the West. Uh, for for sure. And it's usually, it, that's a flip of what it's been. Yes. The last 20, 25 years, it's always this best, you know, six of the seven, eight or nine best teams are in the West. You usually LeBron's team in the East is the outlier, but now it's kind of flipped where the East is more powerful, deeper than, than the West is. I think it's a good point. Yeah. So again, remember that in your handicapping people out there that right now you're going to have to run a gauntlet to kind of get to the Eastern conference. It feels like an easier path and maybe not as much attrition in the postseason. We know that second season can be a long one. So maybe easier pathways for golden state and Phoenix. They can get done with these series a little bit sooner than maybe we expected uh, pre second season here in the NBA playoffs. Well, if you don't mind sticking around, I'd like to talk a little bit more basketball with you and then handicap some major league baseball including those metropolitans you knew i had to ask you about the metropolitans come on back with will hill and i right here in the lombardi line it is vsin the sports betting at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.